1: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. So let's go ahead and head to the phone lines to talk to our guy, friend of show, Bet MGM's finest, Chase Kitty, has the Lion's Edge podcast, does a great job there. And of course, it's a Bet MGM podcast. Duh, because that's what we do here. Chase, how you doing, sir?
0: I'm well. I'm excellent. Trista, Ryan, Gwen, what's going
1: on, guys? Nothing much. Just watching a Milwaukee Bucks ticket start to burn just a tad here in this game between them and Boston. So we're trying to hold out some... hope. The hope is gone. Jason Tatum just ended Pat Connington, and that's exactly how our night is going. As Florida scored... Okay, I need to get back to Chase. Chase, before we talk about anything past today, so like Philly taking on Miami, also you got uh, Dallas taking on uh, not San Antonio, uh, Phoenix. What are you doing in tonight's game between Memphis and Golden State? Four and a half point spread. Memphis can go ahead and get sent home, literally sent home if uh, Golden State handles their business. Any places that you have tonight?
0: Yeah, I mean a little bit of an echo chamber here because I'm just repeating everything that's already been said on the show so far. But I'm on the under, and I think there's a reason everybody is on the under. Uh, it's I could tell you about how the under is three and two in memphis during these playoffs uh, going back to the minnesota series uh, and the two overs are actually both game ones where you know the offenses were all crazy all over the place the pace was up everything else settles into the under I-, I could give you that spiel i could give you some other numbers i really think it comes down to the fact that john morant is really great offensively and not so great defensively and so when he leaves Memphis plays better defense and much lesser offense. I really think it's that simple. It, it's The the regression we saw offensively in that game four, which was such an ugly game, that's a whole other topic, it's, it's 30 points under the total last time. And, and there's a reason I think we are seeing a total in tonight's game that is below 220, which no Memphis total in the entire playoffs has hit. They've all been in the 230s and the 220s. Now all of a sudden you're looking at a 218 and a half on BetMGM right now. The fact that that number has come down is a huge signal that the under is actually the right side. It's, it's the sportsbook trying to protect itself against massive exposure by lowering the total, trying to invite a little bit more action on the over. The under is, I think, probably the best play on the board on that late game. And I've got a couple of props as well that I can get into, but the under definitely my firm. Give
1: committed. out the props as well. We're here. Give them out.
0: Uh, I thought Joe did an excellent job giving, giving out the Wiggins stuff in the last hour. Yeah, uh, he had eight. He had eight rebounds in Game One, nine rebounds in Game Two, ten rebounds in Game Four. The only reason his numbers were down in Game Three was because that's the game where the Warriors absolutely explode. He, he plays way fewer minutes that game than the rest of the series, so I'm I'm definitely on the Wiggins over six and a half at the even money. Great price right now because they had to move the prop up because everybody was slamming the over. And then I think uh, Otto Porter's PRA at over 15 and a half, he's getting more minutes as the series has gone on because the Warriors are figuring out, hey, we can go small and have all of our smaller guys completely swarm the offensive rebounds, completely dominate Memphis on the board. And we can just just because of how Memphis plays on offense, how much they emphasize transition, how out of position they are in in terms of traditional rebounding position, they're just – pounding Memphis on the boards every game. And Otto Porter, I think, has been better in these later series game lineups than maybe Kaminga has been. So that that's why we've seen his minutes go up. I would be looking to play his over PRA because the last couple of games, he's played more minutes and he's definitely produced at a high level for them. Looking at his PRA right here, 16 and a half. I think last game, Ooh. like you were saying, it's he had 12 points, 2 Two rebounds, three assists, so Vegas might be catching on a little bit. What do you think, uh, Chase, about Dylan Brooks? Uh, here's the issue that I think we're having. Some There's like two narratives out there. One, like who else is going to be shooting threes? You know, Dylan Brooks is probably going to shoot 10 of them tonight. He needs to at least have a bounce back spot. And then the Oregon Duck in me thinks to myself, well, Dylan Brooks shoots about 30% from three. That sounds about right. 19.5, now 20.5 is his points prop. I kind of lean the under what say you? Well, I think the argument for the over is that he's not going to play worse than he did last game. right? Right. He, he gets suspended for game three. He comes back for game four. Every time he touches the ball, every time he's on the court, the crowd is just all over him. So the, the idea that you could buy low on him after a bad performance, I would be kind of interested in, uh, that said, I, I don't – I again, I think this is the thing that Joe was really good on last hour. The the role he's being asked to play in Memphis's offense right now is not necessarily conducive to his level of talent. Uh, he's like a third-string guy. He's being asked to play more first- or second-string stuff right now in terms of the offensive load because Ja's is missing. So I think – Fundamentally, you might actually look at the over, but I, I still think in terms of basketball analysis, you probably lean under. It's a no play for me. I just think there are better options on the board. Yeah, but it's definitely one of the more interesting storylines, I think. And uh, I think people can flip a coin and, and try to figure out which uh, which way would be better to play it. Uh, Chase, there's a an interesting line where you get the Mavericks at home, hoping to avoid elimination tomorrow night. They're one and a half point dogs. So to back Phoenix, they're minus one thirty on the money line, one and a half point favorites. The total is 212.5. Uh, are you playing Dallas? Everybody we've talked with, everybody I've spoken with today likes Dallas tomorrow. I feel like it seems too easy for the Suns to close things out, minus 130 on the road. Um, I don't know, though, man. I keep going back and forth. What would you do in this game? Any props, any plays on the side or total? Well, I, I think to your point about the side, it, it does feel really easy for Phoenix to just close it out here. I always come back to marketplace stuff because I'm a marketplace better, and, and that's how I analyze everything. When you look at Phoenix winning the last game, game five, by 30 points, and then you come back game six in Dallas, and Phoenix is only a one or two point favorite, I mean, that's a pretty shocking level of, of spread making from the book. So they are, I think in a way, sending kind of a sharp signal that Dallas maybe is, is the side there. I think I probably stay away from that. If I bet it at all, I bet Dallas, and I want the points because I think it could be a close Phoenix win. So I'll, I'll take I'll take the push and the lesser payout, something like that. But I'm on the total here again. Uh, I'm just banging all these unders, all all playoffs. I've got a number here: the under across all playoff games so far going into the Boston Milwaukee game tonight. The under is 44 and 23. Wow! So it's just kind of incredible. Like you just. Look for spots to bet the under, and I think tomorrow is a spot, if for no other reason because that's what all the pros are already on. 51% of the tickets are on the over, but the number has come down two points. So we've got reverse line movement. I'm on under 212 in there, and I would go ahead and get it tonight because I expect that number to continue to fall tomorrow.
1: Our guy Chase Kitty joining us on the Roman Guest Line right now, of course. The Lions Edge podcast via BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the The only only sportsbook Chase, let's talk about some futures markets here before we let you go here. Right now, the Warriors are favorites to win the entire NBA Finals. Trista hates it, plus 210. Suns right behind them, plus 240. Celtics, four to one. Heat, 550. Bucks, nine to one. 25 to one are the the Sixers. 40 to one are the Dallas Mavericks. And then the Grizzlies all the way at 80 to one. Any value you see or hear on the board, um, that I just read to you in terms of who wins it all in a month and a half from now. Hey, June? Yeah, a month and a half. month from now. playoffs are like nine years now, yeah.
0: I mean, there's definitely value. I think uh, I think the Mavericks probably mm. are a value heavy team. I think the Sixers, maybe even the heat. Uh, I, I think there's an argument that the heat have the most value based on their position in their current series their path to the title, how they're kind of being overlooked in, a, in the marketplace, despite the fact that they're a number one seed. I kind of compare them to the Titans in the NFL playoffs we saw in January. That's not a great comparison for Miami because we know how that ended, yeah. but it, it's, there's just such an overlooked one seed and kind of undervalued. We, we know how good Spolster is as a coach. Uh, Miami is something like seven and one is a favorite straight up in the playoffs this year. So I, I think they are under commodified, in a way that could be valuable, I always come back to, hey, am I identifying value just for the sake of value? Like I, we did a segment on the podcast a couple years ago where Utah was like 75 uh, – God, this is the youth, the college football. Utah was like 75-1 to 1 to win the national championship, and everybody was like, well, there's so much value with Utah. Like, do you, should you bet Utah to win the national championship? And I'm going, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of value there. They're really good. But Utah's not going to win national right? Yeah, and they're playing the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do I really care how valuable they are? Like, yes, it's a good number. Yes, they could, they could get into the top ten, and they do end up playing for a Pac-12 prop championship. Prop swap, Chase. They prop swap. Well, now that's a different – that's an interesting argument because prop swap does kind of change the calculation on all of this. But I, I just – I come back to do I want to bet something like Miami that's super valuable – but at the same time, I could never see a Heat winning this championship. It feels yeah. like it's it's Boston, it's Milwaukee, it's Phoenix, it's Golden State, and your winner is going to be one of those four. So if you can figure out which number you like, or you have a really strong gut feeling about, hey, I just I feel like it's going to be Milwaukee and they're going to lose tonight, but they're going to come back and I could get them at a good number. Like my issue is, I don't want to gamble, I, and I don't. What I mean is, I don't want to guess. Because that's, that's when you kind of get into the danger zone of, like, well, I think I'm going to be right. Well, lots of people think they're going to be right, and they end up being wrong. So I, I don't necessarily want to gamble or bet on what I think is going to happen. I, I want to find a, a strong hedge position where I have options down the road. Like Trista mentioned, prop swap, find a way to, to be able to move in or out of that position. But I just – I'm so stuck this year on the, on the value stuff with Dallas or I'm uh, oh. totally throwing Memphis aside, but maybe Dallas or or Milwaukee, they're valuable. I just can't buy in on them because I don't I don't buy the long term ROI, even if it's a valuable idea
1: financially. Chase, I I am glad we had you on the show. I'm not gonna lie to you. You are Chase. one of our favorites, <laughs>
0: Chase. I swear on my mother's life.
1: For sure, we we don't say that about many people. You you do your thing, so Chase. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you for all the information you brought to our show. Can't really can't wait to talk to you soon.